thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fest this beautiful morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here again in your presence. Thank you, precious Father, for blessing us with another time to fellowship with you, to worship the one who is King of kings and Lord of lords. And so, Father, we start with thanksgiving this morning. We say thank you. Thank you for the breath in our nostrils. Thank you, Lord God, for the clarity in our minds. Thank you for your mercies that are new again this morning. Thank you for your love that is poured out afresh upon us. Lord, we say thank you because you gave us Jesus. Thank you for the precious blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary for us. Thank you, because by this blood we can enter into your presence. By this blood we can cry out, Abba, Father. By this blood we can worship you again. We say thank you, O God. God Almighty, be glorified this morning. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Be glorified this morning, maker of heaven and earth, creator of all things, the one who is Elohim himself, the one who is El Shaddai, be glorified forevermore. Father, as we read our Bibles again this morning, and as we fellowship here in your presence, We ask that you will speak to us once again. Grant us wisdom and understanding in your word. And let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our study this morning. We study, continue our study, reading and commentary of the New Testament. Yes, um, we are currently in the book of John, John chapter 12 to be precise. We took John chapter 11 yesterday. But first of all, allow me to say thank you to everyone joining in this morning. Thank you for taking out time to read your Bible every day. I pray that you will continue to grow in your faith in the name of Jesus. For everyone joining us for the first time, thank you. God bless you for coming. Wherever you you saw this podcast or you heard about it and you are here, we do not take your coming for granted. God bless you. All right. We'll continue this morning by reading John chapter 12. If we are able to complete John chapter 12, we'll move a little bit into John into John chapter 13. John chapter 12 uh, can be somewhat a confusing scenario um, because we have heard of this story before. We, ra- we read about it. In fact, earlier, was it John chapter 9 or 10? 
Jesus alluded to it to this. Okay, yes, I think it was eleven when he was raising, when he was talking about raising Lazarus, and then he mentioned uh, this Mary was the one who, okay, poured ointment on the head of Jesus. Now, in John chapter twelve, we get the lowdown of that story. Okay, the full lowdown of that story. But remember that I mentioned that that story is also referenced in Luke chapter 7. In Luke chapter 7, the Bible tells us about the time where, where Jesus came to the house, visited the house of a man called Simon, the Simon the Pharisee, and when he arrived there, he was not taken care of, he was not given any any um he was not welcomed at the door he was not given water to wash his feet uh, and then this woman came in um she cleaned his feet she was crying at his feet and then she poured perfume broke perfume upon upon his upon his leg and upon his head it, obviously now we said that when you read that story in Luke chapter 7 it does not mention to us who that person is now what we would need to clarify, what we would simply need to clarify is whether, whether that story in Luke chapter 7 is the same person as Mary. Yes, as Mary. That's, the pers- that's what we would need to clarify. So somewhat, somewhat a bit, um, can be a bit confusing Uh, But let's read this morning and let's see what we will learn. John chapter 12. Jesus anointed at Bethany. Okay? If you read it, you would have said, but pastor, this already happened because he already talked about this in John chapter, in John chapter 11. Maybe let's, let's try and, let's try and reference, reference, even though yes, it's both in Bethany. Remember that Lazarus lived in in Bethany, okay, with his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And the Bible specifically told us in verse 2 that this, that's John chapter 11, verse 2, this is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair, okay? Her brother Lazarus was sick. So we know that that story later John told us there John 11 verse 2 is what we are now reading about here in John chapter 12 the question is whether this is the same as Luke chapter 7 okay so maybe let's quickly read let's quickly read Luke chapter 7 so that we we can get a a good picture of what I am talking about please quickly turn your Bibles to Luke Luke chapter 7. Yes, it should be Luke chapter 7. Yes, from verse 26. It says that one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat and sat down to eat. I'm reading Luke chapter 7, verse 36. 37 now says that when a certain immoral woman from that city had he was eating there, notice so a certain, even though it does not tell us specifically where 
this man is called Simon because Jesus will eventually call him Simon. But this is happening in the house of a man called Simon. Okay, we will check whether this Bethany one we will read in John chapter 12 is maybe we can also call it the house of Simon. He says, when a certain immoral woman from that city had it was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt before behind him at his feet, we, uh, weeping, her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisees, the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to, to the Pharisee, I have something to say, say to you. And then Jesus spoke glowingly, glowingly about this woman. He said in verse 47, I tell you our sins and they are many have been, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. She has shown me much love. Okay. So, um, that is Luke chapter 7. So, we need to answer the question if it is the same thing as John chapter 12. John chapter 12. So, let's go back to John chapter 12 now. It's a six days before the Passover celebration. Six days before the Passover celebration. Um, celebration began. Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with, with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from incense of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. So, we, if you asked me, I would say that there are two different events. If you ask me, okay? That there are two different events. One happens in the house of Simon, the Pharisee. This one is happening, happening in the home of Lazarus okay so um I, like I said can be somewhat challenging to understand but I think it is very clear the first woman okay she just came um he said her sins and they are many is it possible that this is still the same Mary this is something she has done before I think it is very possible but we would, we would know better because the Bible does not tell us our name in that in that scripture but yes it tells us that mary does exactly the same thing that this woman this woman did in luke chapter 7. it says that a dinner was prepared in jesus's honor mary martha served and lazarus was among those who ate with him then mary took a 12 ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard and she anointed jesus's feet with it wiping his feet with her hair the house was filled with the fragrance. Now, the significance of what she is doing is much different from what the woman did in Luke chapter 7. 
Luke chapter 7, Jesus said, Look, this for me made me feel welcome. I came into your home. You didn't welcome me. She, you didn't welcome me with kisses. She has been kissing my feet since, making me feel welcome. You know, you didn't give me water to wash my feet. She has cleaned them with her tears and her hair. Uh, okay, so that was about feeling welcome. Here, Mary's anointing of Jesus's body, uh, Jesus's feet and body. Okay, I'm not sure she realized it was to prepare him for his burial. Jesus would tell us eventually. Verse 4 says that but Judas, the disciple who would soon betray him, said that perfume was what a year's wages. A year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief and since he was in charge of the disciples' uh, the disciples' money, he often stole stole some for himself. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You see that? The purpose for this anointing was different from the other one. Here, Mary, so I think this is Mary in both instances. And in the second instance, she does this, even though she, did, she didn't realize it, she was doing it in preparation for Jesus' burial. No, of course, Jesus has been telling them he was going to die. He was going to die. But Mary does this, not realizing it, but she was giving him courage. Yes, she was giving him courage to be able to face uh, the coming trials. He says, you will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too. They decided to kill Lazarus too because they decided to kill this testimony. Ah, this testimony was a big problem. They decided to kill Lazarus too for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed and believed in Jesus. Hallelujah. Alright, so the next day is now the triumphant entry. So this was just a day before Jesus will be eventually arrested. Okay? The next day, the news that Jesus was on the, on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. Large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, Hosanna, Hosanna, that they, they are shouting, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, we know that he didn't just find a donkey, okay? He sent Peter and John, and they went into the city, and then they got, they brought this coat, put their clothes upon it, and then they rode on the donkey, okay? Just for clarity. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy, the prophecy that said, don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming. Your king is coming right, riding on a donkey's colt. That is Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. 
Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb. It's a a testimony no one could deny. They had seen him call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, There's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. This was all about, they were just jealous of Jesus. It was as simple as that. And so because of that, they concocted this accusation to accuse him for saying that he was the Son of God. Amen. Verse 20, some Greeks some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Now, what Jesus will share with them here is so profound that I am torn between what to what to use as our discussion this morning. Because the Greeks... The Greeks, until this time, did not have any access, any access to to the Father. Okay, the one Greek who had tried to the Syrian Phoenician woman who had tried to to access access the the bread of the children, like Jesus called it. Jesus was reluctant to to give it to her, but she said, "Look, even the." The, the slave eats, they eat from, or the dogs eat from, from the crumbs that fall from the plate of the children. And eventually a, 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 a child was healed. Okay, so up to this point, the Greeks never had, they didn't have an access to the father. It was the sole right of the Jews. But when they came, approached him here, and they said they wanted to see Jesus, Jesus said the time, the time was right. The time was ripe. Jesus replied, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter his glory. It's time for me to die. In my earthly life, I was useful or I was accessible to the nation of Israel, to the Jewish people. But in my death, oh, when I enter my glory, Jesus is telling us here, I will be accessible, I will be franchised to even the Greeks, to the Gentile nation. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their lives in this world will lose it, and those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Okay, so Jesus was literally planting his life, putting his life in the soil. And when that life dies, Jesus says, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, when that seed died, the result is what we have today. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. Jesus says, Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servant must be where I am. You see why we are followers of Jesus? You see why we are so excited about Jesus? Because Jesus said anyone who wants to serve him must follow him because his servants must be 
where he is. He must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I, should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Okay, so the prayer, we will eventually see the same prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Yes. Since then a voice spoke from heaven while he was there present with all the people. A voice spoke in from heaven. Only John captures this part, okay? Um, while the they were having this triumphant entry into Jerusalem. He says, Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them the voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. Jesus said it clearly to Satan. He didn't understand. The ruler of this world will be cast out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. How could this message not be clear enough? But the Bible says that Satan did not know. He did not realize. If he had known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Satan did not realize that his dying, Jesus dying on the cross was his judgment. He says the time for judging this world has come. When Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. It was Jesus that called Satan, at least up to that point, the ruler of the world. It will be cast out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. In Jesus, when Jesus is lifted up on that cross, everyone, everyone can now come to Jesus. Whether they are Jews, whether they are Gentiles, whatever nation, men or women, children, old, young, everyone can come to Jesus. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. How was he going to die? He was going to be lifted up from the earth. He was going to die on the cross. 34 says the crowd responded, We understood from scripture that the Messiah would live forever. And sincerely, they are correct. From the law, from if you read from what the, many of the prophets say about the Messiah, yes, there are, there are those who talk about, about the, the suffering of the Messiah. But... There are also prophecies that talk about the Messiah returning in, in, in glory to judge the world. Okay, so I think that's what they are referencing here, that the scripture says that the Messiah will live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man any, anyway? Jesus replied, my light will shine for just a little longer. In other words, it was still going to be alive for just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of, of the light. You see that? You see how we become children of God? by putting our trust in Jesus. I know that we cannot give you a full explanation of what happens, how you become a child of God. I know that we cannot give you the etymology, 
or the theology, the explanation of what happens when you say, Jesus, I trust you. I give you my heart. We can explain it, but we can hold on to the words of Jesus. Jesus says, put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of light. That's how we become children of God. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. Amen. Alright, so let's finish this. It says, but despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. Even though they were looking at Lazarus, they would have been explaining it away. Mm, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Maybe they planned it. Maybe that the, the Lazarus did not die and they just they just put him inside the tomb. They had wrapped something. Some people will tell you that a pastor. I have never seen a miracle happen like this. So me or Koro Koro I see it like this. It has never happened before. I tell them it's because you are living Old Testament style. Follow the New Testament style where the church is now from now happening in the temple and from house to house. Let prayer prayer for the sick and everything it's not happening only in church but it's happening also in your house pray for the sick yourself yes you have been anointed jesus has given we are all children of light if you are a child of god pray for the sick he says this is the time spoken of by the by the prophet Joel. in the last days all of us will speak by the spirit pray for the sick i'm telling you while you are waiting for a pastor to come and pray so that you will see the sick raised or healed or somebody raised back to life, that's why you have not seen anything. But do it yourself. Do it yourself. You will see something. Hmm. Most of the people still did not believe in him. The Bible says, 38, this is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message to whom as the Lord revealed his powerful, powerful harm. Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, but the people couldn't believe for as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal heal them. That's Isaiah chapter 6 verse 10. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's, the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in Jesus, however, including some of the Jewish leaders. But they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowd, and this is where we are ending today. Jesus shouted to the crowd, if you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. This is, this is so powerful and this is so profound. Let me, let me, I would have loved to add a few, a few seconds. Just let me add a few seconds, okay? Just to, to round up, flesh up what we are discussing, what we are ending with this morning. Jesus says, if you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. Just imagine, just think about the ramification of John chapter 12 verse 44. If you don't trust Jesus, you are not trusting in the Father. The Father has given just one solution to the world. It is his son. Jesus is saying that if you trust me, you are trusting the Father. You are not trusting only me, but also God who sent me. He says, for when you see me, 
you are seeing the one who sent me. Can you imagine? If you see Jesus, you are actually seeing the Father. I am not sure when we get to heaven whether we will see God himself. Sincerely, see, when we even when we take on our 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 glorious body, okay? I am not sure we will ever see God because I think then it will not be God anymore. We, it will always be this light, unapproachable light no one can see. But the form, the form of God that we can see is Jesus. Jesus said, for when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. I will not judge those who hear me. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me to say, uh, to, has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands leads to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. All right, let's let's end. we are ending here now. A few more seconds. Jesus says, "I have come as a light to shine in this dark world, and everyone who accepts me, everyone who puts their trust in me, will not remain in the darkness." He says, "Those who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark." Are you ready for the light, someone? Father, we say thank you for giving us Jesus. I pray for you this morning. If you hear this and you have not accepted Jesus, today is the day to open up your hearts. Lord, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.